This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Kevin from the Extra Mile podcast and the Extra Mile podcast, Jeff Galloway edition. And you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Welcome to episode 206 of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. And on this week's show, we are returning to a place that we know and love. A place that we've talked about one or two times on the show. But it's so good that it bears repeating. It bears revisiting Jacksonville, Florida. And it's a new race. Yes. This was a th- this week is going to be all about like like just throwing caution to the wind, doing things that weren't initially planned, and having some incredible pleasant surprises along the way. I believe that we were having a live chat, and Babs over on Instagram jumped in. Babs019 is her handle. Mm-hmm. And she said, you all should do Gate River Run. I'm doing Gate River Run. Dr. Andy Sharp of the Bouncy Hunters is doing Gate River Run. We're all doing Gate River Run. You should, do, you should come up and do it. So you might have put it together, folks. <clears throat> we did the Gate River Run. We got persuaded. Cajoled convinced prodded recruited yes convinced yeah like convinced let's Uh, go with convinced well yes and also this one in all of the audiobooks that i listen to like uh dina castor's let your mind run like meb kafleski's books this race has been talked about as the 15k race distance national championship so there was just some pull, some uh, some attraction to it to see what it was all about. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. It's in our backyard, so to speak. And to see how different the race course and race weekend would be apart from the Donna Marathon weekend that we normally go up for every February. Yes. So we got a lot to talk about on this week's show regarding the run. But while we were up there, we were able to find, I think, a restaurant that, number one, I can't wait to get back. Number two, might be one of my favorites we've ever covered on the show. Wow. Yeah. And I've said it before. (laughs) Races are are powered by carbs. Well, yes. And where better to carb up 
than an Italian restaurant. Prati Italia is the one. I can't believe it's the one for you. It was pretty spectacular, and we've got a lot to talk about on this week's show regarding not only their amazing food, but their delicious handcrafted beverages as well. Oh, yes, we do. But before we do that, you have some shout outs. Yeah, you might have recognized the voice that introduced our show. He's kind of a big deal. He is a big deal. He's been on our show before. We have several in the Runcation Nation who are also part of the Extra Mile podcast group on Facebook. Mr. Kevin Gwynn, you are another year wiser. Happy birthday, to the host of the Extra Mile Podcast, an Extra Mile Podcast Galloway edition. We hope it is a wonderful day, and we thank you for setting an example for us as fellow podcasters leading the way, blazing the trail. Happy birthday, sir. Happy birthday, my friend. That is awesome. We also wanted to say congratulations to everybody in the Cape Coral Running Group on running the Kia of Port Charlotte Half Marathon. Yeah. I didn't even uh, and I didn't that even know one it snuck existed. up on us. Yeah. And we, we ended up getting a message from Dan Rams from the Cape Coral Running Group. Hey, are you guys running running the half? We're like, what half? What what half? Where? When? <laughs> we didn't know. If we had known we'd have trained for it. Now this is another one to throw on our uh, potentially on our race calendar for next year since mm-hmm. it's local. Yeah. Or relatively local. Port Charlotte's about 45 minutes to an hour up the road from us. Not at all. And we know some pretty great food and beverage places uh, right around that area. Indeed. Mm. So congratulations to everybody in the Cape Coral running group. That looked like a fun event. I'm sure they had a blast. And uh, I can't wait to maybe try that one next year. Yeah. But let's talk running. For... For us. Us. What we've done. Where we went. I had to get over uh, my initial reaction to the end of this one. Not that we're talking about the end yet. So while we. It has a, well, it has a reputation that precedes it. Oh, it does. It does. While we ran it at the beginning of March. And this is now the beginning of April as this episode is released. I just had to come to terms with and get over the lack of the woeful lack of training that I had when we just all of a sudden spur of the moment decided to do this race. Well, (laughs) now I don't know that I would completely agree with that. What do you mean? You had done training. Training, you, not hill work. No, I was going to say not bridge work. Not hills. Correct. We, you guys know, we live in the flattest of flat cities here in Florida. Oh my goodness! The only way for us to do hill work is to basically either run one bridge here locally that has a a, a safe path, path. On, a safe path mm-hmm. on it, or. We have to do parking decks and we didn't initially plan to do the gate river run. And I hate treadmills to be perfectly honest. I call it the dreadmill. 
it's necessary and it's a wonderful tool to have, but doing interval work on those is very challenging for me because I do shorter intervals. Others have recommended that you can do incline work on the treadmill when you live in flatland like we do. Yeah, and I can tell you the number of times Amy gets on a treadmill in a year, you could probably count on one hand and have fingers left over. I mean, I suffer through the summer heat and humidity. Rather than go get on a treadmill. Yeah. You do. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yes, I could. Are there avenues for me to train for bridges and hill work? Yes. Should I avail myself of them? Yes. Do Given. you avoid it like the plague? Also, yes. yes. Also, yes. It could be a meme. <laughs> it so. could be a meme. <laughs> me in the top half. I should really train some hills and bridges. Also me. Nope. <laughs> Not getting on that thing. And just a picture of a treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> so the the reason for that also, or that, that we've, we've had to wait so long also, was that we were worried that we might get an explicit tag during this episode. I know. You wanted to avoid that, and I really wanted to say some choice words about my performance on this course. I can tell you that she did say some choice words about some of the bridges on this course. Not because they weren't beautiful or or wonderful to get over, to, to overcome, <laughs> but... Just what it does to you at the <laughs> in the race, yeah. Not uh, the first one. Well, I guess we should back up and talk about the whole weekend. Yes, proper. Yes, I'm sorry, just to jump in on that. No, with you. no, no. You, this race is known for the bridges. Jacksonville is known for its bridges. So, yeah, yeah there were bridges. Drove up on Friday. We did. This was a, a spur of the moment decision for us. We decided to drive up and make a weekend of it. So for us, that's about a five-hour hike up uh, I-75 in the middle of the state. Yeah. And uh, we left here fairly early so we could get there and do packet pickup on yes. Friday. Indeed. And this was a little bit different from the Donna in that during the registration process, they had you elect a two-hour window in which to pick up your packet, your bib, your swag, and be at the expo. However, when we got there, and you can pay if you can't make it to the expo on that Friday or prior to the race period, then you can pay a little bit extra in your registration to do morning of pickup. However... When we got there, they were really flexible and accommodating, even though people may not have gotten into their specific window when life has happened. I, I saw that. Yeah. So that was great. Yeah. And this, the, the expo was held at the exact same place that the Donna Expo was the held at the, at the Jacksonville uh, Fairgrounds. Right there at the stadium, right there close to Intuition Aleworks. So parking was fantastic. Yes. There was ample parking you, you headed in and it was a very well run well-oiled machine there yeah. really wasn't anything to to complain about in terms of the packet no. pickup no you show your id and then you pick up your bib and your shirt and i liked it i i really enjoyed these shirts yeah, they did a nice job with the shirts this year. The the material they're made out of is a it's a very oh. light waffle textured tech shirt. Mm-hmm. And 
perfect for Florida summers. Yeah, I like these shirts a Short lot. Short sleeves, and I think that yours was blue while mine was pink. Correct. So that's, I don't remember that being the case in the past. At other races, usually it's the same color. Yes. Yeah? Yes. I could be wrong. But no, I, I don't think we've ever had a, a color distinction due to by gender. Um, but I really enjoy this, and I think that it's going to be a heavy part of my summer running. That particular wardrobe. shirt, yeah, I want more of these types of shirts. So, if anybody knows this material, how to get it, where it is, if we can get that shirt f- and use that shirt for our. Running drink podcast shirts on the store. We probably will. We I would like, love it. We like them that much. They're mm-hmm. they're really nice. So they did a great yeah. job with the shirts this year. We registered late, so when we picked up our bibs, they didn't have our names. And the only thing that I wish we had done the night before is the space where there was a big white blank on there. Bring a sharpie. Bring a sharpie and or borrow a sharpie at our hotel or whatever, and write in our names because of how well run this course and how well attended in terms of neighborhood support it is. Yes. I'll say that. So great shirt. Bibs, no problem. Expo, very big. Expo was big. Uh, The closest thing I could say that I have to a complaint was just the way the traffic flow was in the Expo. And I don't know if that was due to layout or due to people. It seemed like it was a little bit like, like, Crowded? They're crowded, yeah. But it wasn't It wasn't bad in any way. They had all the things you could possibly want. Oh, sure. Everything from shoes, clothing, uh, sunglasses, nutrition, literally Socks. everything you could want there. But my only, my only recommendation would have been spread it out a little bit more. I really like the way that the Donna Expo was spread out. I felt like there was a lot of room to maneuver. I don't think they used all of the available space. That's why. Oh, you think that this one in particular, the the Gate River, had more enclosed space? Yeah, I think that they moved all of the exhibitors a little closer together and didn't uh-huh. use all of the available space. That okay. was the way it felt. So okay. I don't know. I, like I said, it might have been just a combination of people meandering plus you know, just a different layout. Sure. Again, it's a minor. Again, I, I barely could call it a complaint. It's I just think it if was I fine. Had a, if I had something I could say could have been a little bit better, that's well, it. We but. saw some familiar faces we were really happy to see. We did. Like John Fournier with his squoosh band. We did indeed. Yes. And then we ended up catching up with, of all people, Amanda Napolitano. Yes. And Babs. And Babs and Donna Deegan. And Donna Deegan. Now, Donna was not there. Uh, Amanda was there representing the Donna Foundation. And they were... And Babs was helping. They were out there getting getting people little... They had little discount cards to give out and informational booths set up for the Mother's Day 5K that they have at the beginning of May. Oh. That's a great one. I love oh. that. I love that race because the the medal last year was a wine stopper. We did it virtually yes. last year, and it was a wine stopper. <laughs> it's it's going to be it's wine gonna, stopper. Just so everybody knows, it's going to be live this year, and we just love that. And, and I think it's part of their fearless their series of races that you could run. Mm-hmm. And I'm. Fairly certain. If I'm wrong, I'll put the link in the show notes so that people can go to the website and see. 
about that yeah, and share that out. But I think it's part of their race series because they have several different ones throughout that support the Donna Foundation. So they were there. And then Donna was there, but she was there as a political candidate yeah, because she's trying to get on the ballot there for a local election. So good for her. Good mm-hmm. luck. The, yeah. uh, it just, it, it was phenomenal. Like, the vibe there was great. The, like I said, aside from that, like that little traffic jam at part of the expo, the expo was great there. There was plenty of stuff to do. They had uh, giveaways. They had free samples, plenty of nutrition. We were getting what sparkling water. We did. Yeah. yeah that bubbly sparkling bubbly. water that you can see in most grocery stores now. Yeah. So it was a great time. It was. And we probably spent a good hour, hour and 15 minutes there. Yeah. And then the race was the next day. Yes. And you could see where they were starting to set up as we were leaving the expo. You could start to see where they were setting up what they called waves. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four different waves, I think. Yeah. It looked like big corral markers Mm -hmm. in the parking lot. Plenty of of porta potties were set up pre-staged in the parking lot of the of the stadium. Well taken care of. You can. And then when we were. Yeah, as we were leaving, we could see that coming in the next morning, we ended up getting up in the morning. I want to say we, well, we were up probably around 5 a.m., did some pre-race prep, nutrition, stretching, get dressed, and then... We wanted to be there by 7. Yeah. So we left, I think we left about, what, 6.30? Yeah, about 6, 6.15, 6.30. Yeah. It, that time of, of day on the weekend, not a bad drive from where we were staying. We were mm-hmm. about 20 minutes away at our hotel. 20 minutes away from everything, so... And it was great. Yeah. If you're staying in the, in the Bay Meadows area of Jacksonville, you're about 20 minutes to the beach, 20 minutes to downtown. It's a, you're in the middle of everything. And there are hotels that are closer. There are. Yeah. You could absolutely have, have grabbed something in, in downtown. If and you see been, anything on King street, that's not too far. Mm-hmm. So if you're, I know if you're unfamiliar with the area and you're looking at hotels online, like where are you going to go? And, and it can, it, Jacksonville can be daunting for mm-hmm. that reason because yeah. it's so big. big, basically Jacksonville and, and the County are the same border. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a very large city, largest city in the state of Florida. I would say there are many options that are going to be great for this race mm-hmm. and there's plenty of parking. So if you end up having flown in and rented a car or you drove in like we did driving and parking is not going to be an issue really. No. And this one you could, you could have easily taken like a, a ride share sure. and, and been dropped off. You'd have been fine. Which uh, would be great for post race when you have uh, an adult beverage. That is true. Pro tip, if you were to do the race and have adult beverages there in the in the post-race party, mm. you could certainly do that. Um, you could also wander across the street to Intuition Ale Works. Not too far. We've had them right here on the show. Uh, we are big fans of what they're doing. Love their space. Can't say enough good about those guys over there. Fantastic beer. But driving in in the morning was pretty painless pretty painless yeah in spite of the fact that there were road closures in the area the the Jacksonville Sheriff's office did a great job mm-hmm. of making sure everybody was guided in where they needed to be yeah. we were parked out in hell's half acre on the opposite side of the airport or of, of the uh, stadium you watch now <laughs> we overcame my my verbiage for this race of course. <laughs> 
<laughs> not have an explicit tag. You better no, watch out. No, 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 no. <laughs> but but they utilized every bit of the parking yes. at the at the stadium, and that includes all 360 degrees around the stadium. Mm-hmm. So it was you, great. You could park. You were being parked and guided in where the parking was available right into paved parking spaces. So there wasn't parking in fields. You weren't trudging through mud. You didn't have to worry about off-roading to get to your parking spot. Nothing like that. It was good. And there were some people who were already parked when we got there and doing their pre-race warm-up rituals. That was the first time I've ever seen that at a race. And I thought to myself, that's actually a really good idea. They they had brought with them yoga mm-hmm. mats mm. and foam rollers and yeah. they were just sprawled out in the parking lot, had uh, folding chairs. And, and done. And yeah, they were just good making stuff. themselves at home. And yeah. I was like, that's actually a really good idea. Not every race affords you that opportunity. That's true. But it was good to see that. It was unique. Yes. To my race experience, at and, least. And also a good idea to maybe borrow at some point in mm-hmm. the not too distant future. If you drive to a race and you have that kind of parking and paved space to be able to do it. I really liked how large the waves or corral-like spaces were. Yeah, the, the initial corrals, like corrals like one, two, three, were a little, of course, closer to the starting line. And they were... In the parking lot of the of the of the stadium, like when you got back to the rear corrals, you were getting onto one of the side streets or the, the, the street that would just yeah. abuts the the stadium parking, mm-hmm. and they were huge. Yeah, but again, ample um, space, space, porta potties, plenty of porta potties. You're good to go. We never were having any problems at all with with feeling comfortable. The only thing that they were asking was that if you were getting pre-race water, they were asking people to hold on to their cup. True. Because they were having a cup shortage. True. So that was something that they were announcing throughout the pre-race celebration. Yeah. And they and by the way, they had plenty of music playing. The announcers getting the crowd worked up, the drones up and flying and getting great footage. Great time. Then there was the start. So the waves went and they were talking over the, the announcers were talking about those big time athletes that were there. Uh, Jared Ward. Kind of a big deal. Among others. Yeah. But they were going... The different waves were going, and then we were in the very last wave. We were, but we, you and I did something a little bit different. What did we do? You were so tense and worried about, am I going to want to go fast enough? 15K or, is 9.3 miles, right? Something like that. And I was thinking, how far has our last training run been? Is, am I going to be able to do it? What about these bridges that are known for being strange or really like strange to, to run over and different unexpected terrain, but also very high. Am I going to be okay? So she had all that going on. Plus worrying about whether or not I, you know, was she going to go fast enough for me? Was I going to be frustrated? So I finally said, you go up ahead of me, go up there. 
towards the front. He banished me. I did. I banished her to. He dismissed to me. Go way to the front, and she did. She just like disappeared into the crowd, and next thing I know, she's off and running. And I, throughout the race, I was having to track her on on uh, find my friends just to see how how far away I was from her. But it ended up working out rather well because. I think that you got the chance to cross a good bit earlier than I did. And as I was going across the finish, like I was like, I thought you got up there and maybe you got to go out with an earlier wave. I don't know. No. So you were still same in, wave in the at same the front. Wave. All right. Well, there was the only thing that I would say was it seemed a little bit unceremonious. The start, the start. Well, it was just, Go. Yeah. <laughs> it was just go for the whole thing. Like they did one ready, set, go. Bam. Yeah. And I, what I'm, I've been so accustomed to in other races is when they have waves or corrals that they do like an individual announcement for each one. Yes. So I was really, as the, as the crowd began moving, I was expecting there to be this move up to the forward and to the front wait. and then wait. That didn't happen. So the next thing I know, I'm like, oh, oh, crap. We're going across the finish or the start line right What's now. That? Let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was a little weird for me. Mm -hmm. Not a bad thing. Just no. not something that I was expecting. No. However, it was very familiar for the first couple of miles. I would say familiar in the 2022 Donna 5K kind of way. Exactly in that kind of way. The first part of this race course, we'd actually done just a few weeks prior. Yeah. In the, the middle of downtown Jacksonville and got to see some of those great sites, some yeah. of which we've already shared on social media, some of the murals in downtown and some of the beautiful the stuff, art installations, the buildings neat. Uh, it's a neat downtown that they were, they have down there. They really do or up there have a unique Jacksonville downtown area. Yeah. So that was nice to see. It was nice scenery and we had, some people that were cheering all along and every so often there were bands. Yeah. That was really, uh, that was not something I was expecting. I had heard about it a little bit oh, really? on social media. Yeah. Yeah. So every, every couple of miles or so you would end up getting, uh, or not even a couple of miles or a lot of music acts along the mm -hmm. race course. Yeah. You'd get these music acts and Intermittently. Some, they were varying sizes and technical complexity, mm -hmm. but, all of them were very good. Yeah, you had and you had them singing songs that you were familiar with, even though they were not uh, well-known, famous bands. No, a lot of covers, seventies, eighties, nineties rock, just a, a a real fun time. Yeah, and then once we got into downtown, the the course took a left, and then it headed us out to our very first bridge. Yeah, the first bridge. I was warned about a uh, husband and wife were doing intervals and we had traded off some interval work. So I would get ahead of them. Then they would get ahead of me and different. And so, so we were about the same pace, mm -hmm. I would say. And that first bridge, they said, just don't look down. Just don't look down <laughs> because it's a great, it's very, it reminded me very much of 
the start of the Gasparilla half marathon where you're on this metal graded kind of bridge surface. Yes. And so I just didn't look down. It wasn't really a tall, tall bridge, not super tall. No, this is the bridge. If you look at a photo of Jacksonville, um, you'll see uh, what looks like a blue. It looks like a blue metal bridge. Mm. And this is a drawbridge in in the middle of downtown uh, going across the river. And it's, it it is exactly like you said, it's a metal grate on on the way beneath you that you're running on. And that's great for drainage. Not so great on your feet, but fortunately the bridge isn't that big. And that's not that far. Yeah. You didn't have to spend that much time on it. And that's around mile two, Mm -hmm. pretty close to mile two. I, thought it was beautiful. I took a couple of photos of the bridge, the crowd heading onto it. It's it's a it's a landmark. It's iconic for the city for sure. Yeah. And I just had an absolute blast getting that first one out of the way. It was a little foggy, huh? At that time of the morning, a yes, cuz that was fairly early in the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was it was super cool. And, beautiful. And you were you crossed that bridge before I did. We didn't catch up till near the end of the race. I want to say mile no. uh, mile six six and a half or so. Yeah, is about where we caught up. What I also liked about the race course was there was a ton of people cheering people on, and a lot of people who had the, some cute and creative signs all along the race course. Oh yeah. That uh, were just funny and and uplifting and gave you a little bit of humor as there's you were a, going. There's a there was a woman there. Of course, there's another bridge there at the right at the end of the race. She was holding a poster fairly early in the race after the first bridge that said, "It's just a bridge. You'll get over it." But um, yeah. Or the faster you run, the faster we can drink. Like, get that, it done. That was one of my favorites. I also very much enjoyed Pain is Temporary. temporary. Wu-Tang is Forever. Yes, I enjoyed that. That was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. Or Tap Here. To, we got a lot of Tap Here to Power Up, mm-hmm. which was great. And then you're in that downtown area, but then it takes you into some of the, the Riverside neighborhoods. Beautiful houses. And this is... It's so interesting to see the comparison and the contrast between this race and Donna, because in at Donna, you're running in the beach towns mm-hmm. and that's the, that's the Atlantic ocean over mm-hmm. here. You're running along in the neighborhoods along the river, mm-hmm. both waterfront, very different feel, mm-hmm. different architecture. However, similar on course support by the neighborhoods. Oh yeah. The neighbors are out in full force mm-hmm. cheering you on. Some of them are prepping food and drink to share with runners. Oh yeah. It was just fantastic. I I could not say enough good about this this course and the the neighbors and the people in those neighborhoods. They were they just were so great. sweet and so much fun. Yeah. And then there were some that were just Big party stops. Oh, yeah. But... uh, Big party stops. I mean, like beer, fireball, you name it. Yeah. Uh, I do recall one, I believe it was a realtor. He had set it up in his his driveway. He had three handles of fireball. Four. One, two, three, four. Oh, you get the photo. Yeah. Yeah. And they were... They (laughs) they killed him. (laughs) By the time I got there, it was done. So I wasn't even tempted. Oh, 
Yeah, and you hadn't even gotten there either. No. It was just... But then there was beer all along as as you headed toward the 10K mark mm-hmm. in those neighborhoods as well. And just excited people. And they're like, here, have a, here we have beer. And I was like, oh. And plenty of people out there cheering you on with their dogs. Oh, Amy stopped so and got a little many. bit of, got a little love from Cute the dog. dogs. We got some great photos with some of the locals. Uh, it was just a, it was a, a ton of fun. Oh. And. I also loved the fact that the sign holders knew what was coming. They know where they're at along the race course. They knew. (laughs) You chose this. Just remember. Oh, the signs. Yeah. (laughs) Especially as you get closer to the last bridge. Oh, and and the, what's made the bridge that makes this one famous is called the green monster. Yes. This is a gigantic. It's huge. You don't want to run it, or maybe you do. Green metal bridge <sighs> that takes you from uh, back over the river and back into downtown, literally to the backside of the of of the stadium. Mm-hmm. And you've already at that point that is at mile. I want to say that's at mile seven or eight. Yeah, mile eight. And so basically, your last mile. Or just at a mile. A little more, maybe. Maybe a little more is traversing this bridge. And this bridge is no joke. It's, <laughs> yeah, we're looking at the photos here. We're standing by the wrong way sign. That is so true. That was the wrong yeah. way. <laughs> it was the wrong way. It's like, do not enter. I was like, okay, let's not. Yeah. But we had to. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you hit mile eight as you're beginning the ascent. Yes. To this bridge. And it's a beautiful view of downtown. The bridge is pretty. Oh, see, you're focused on the positive. I am. The fact of the matter is this thing is enormous. There is a, it calls They call it the Green Monster for a reason. Because it's huge. And, and, and it's brutal. And your legs feel it. I think even if you train for it, your legs are going to feel it. Yes. But I wouldn't know because I didn't. <laughs> if you're just being, if I'm being, at that point in the race, I was spent because I I did intervals I hadn't trained for for the first six point two. I that's true. This was this was like Amy's experiment in doing everything wrong. that we counsel against. So yeah. you were doing a more aggressive interval. Yes, I shouldn't have done. Because I just hit the wall there at seven at seven miles, and whoever in the neighborhood was at the seven mile mark that was handing out pickle juice, thank you. That was thanks yeah, so much. Their their stop was the great. They actually had they had like standard fare, then they had pickle juice, then they had alcoholic beverages. Mm-hmm. They're <laughs> like last table, adults only. Yeah, and then there was the bridge, and there were all the warning signs like small incline ahead. Everybody was having fun with that. Ugh. And then, so we finally, we just, I just walked up that bridge. Uh, uh, it was a crawl almost for me. And then once you descend, when you make it up there, it's like, yes, oh, it's a descent. It's so great. And uh, you, you, have, you have to be careful on that bridge for some uneven terrain. For some where uh, uh, gaps. Yeah, they've got the same kind of grading in areas. And it's it's 
solid. Don't get us wrong. And this thing's enormous. So yeah. you're very, very sure footing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you just got to be be mindful. It's generally paved, but you've got some areas where you have, you have to be have the careful drainage grates. where, yeah, where drainage is and things like that. I don't know. It. I, I was so happy to be on the descent. Just <laughs> whatever. And then we rounded a corner and we were right back to the stadium where the finish line was. Yeah. And the finish line was right at the front of the stadium. It's a you know, big archway done up really nicely. They have, they're waiting there with you or for, for you, for you with mm-hmm. water and your medals, of course. And yeah. imagine that the metal features the, the green monster. And it's like green glitter. What? I was just done. <laughs> I was done. I hadn't hydrated enough. It was super warm and humid. And we crossed that finish line and I felt like I had been hit by a Mack truck. Yeah, we actually said this this was an instructional in what not to do for training for a race. Yeah. So hydrate, do the bridges. When it when a race training. opportunity drops in your lap, make sure it's a race distance you've trained for. And if it's not, make sure that you're at least running an interval that you've been training. <laughs> and if you're not gonna do Thanks. that, then at least make sure that you hydrate. And if you're not gonna do that, well, there's not much that we can really help you with. Don't do what we did. Yeah. Don't do what I did. I think you were feeling pretty good. I don't know. Yeah, I was, but I, I afterwards, like all those things that you did, I didn't like, I literally rammed the interval. I trained, I ran, I, I hydrated, I, I did all that stuff. So do yeah. what Dana does. Don't do what Amy <laughs> did. Well, you don't do that very often. No. And, and, and what, what prompted that? You just wanted to experiment. I just wanted to see if I was back at that level. Clearly I was not. And I should have in my brain should have been, oh, you haven't trained this. That means you're not ready for it. That means you shouldn't run. Don't try anything new on race day. <laughs> Listen to this advice, people. Yes. Trust me. But I'm okay now. I've recovered. We got into some air conditioning, did some hydrating, got some refueling done, and it was okay. Yeah. But that I totally missed the after party because I was just wrecked. Yeah. Wrecked. We got the medal. I was like, let's go <laughs> back to the hotel. Yeah. So the metal again, blue background silhouette of the city skyline, the silhouette of the bridge with yeah. the little sun and palm trees and uh, birds flying. It's, it's gorgeous. Love it. Yeah. They Hefty. did a, yeah, they did a really nice job with this metal. I'm holding it right here, right now. It's yeah. not engraved on the back. But, but you could get it engraved on the back. Yeah, absolutely. If you wanted to. This is plenty of surface. It's a big metal. And it says USA 15K Championship, Jacksonville, Florida, 2022. Finisher on the ribbon. And uh, yeah, and the, the, the ribbon is color matched to the metal mm-hmm. itself. So yeah, I really liked it. I am... And I'm not saying all the things I said not to do, like I'm never doing that race again. I would like to go and tackle that race again, having trained properly and listening to myself say, don't try anything new on race day. Actually follow the advice. Yes. Yes. 100%. Mm -hmm. This is, this is a good one here that if you, if you do those things that you say you want to do, 
then you have that fuel in the tank because this is a race where you need gas in the tank for the the last mile. At the end. Uh, It's very much, I think, April is the month of the Boston Marathon. And the Boston Marathon course starts low in elevation and builds Mm -hmm. to those hard break hills. And I think this is, is you have to have something in the tank for that bridge. Oh yeah. You have to have done the training for that bridge and you have to fuel and hydrate properly the way that you have been in your training with things that are going to be acceptable for what you can that's not going to upset you gastrointestinally. Oh yeah. And you're not going to run out of hydration so that you're always behind the curve. I, James loves trail runs on Instagram always talks about that is, is if you get behind on hydration, it is so hard to catch up I don't, and almost impossible. I was going to say, I don't think you ever really do. Once you get dehydrated, you, you end up living in that deficit until mm-hmm. the race is over. Yeah. I, I've never seen anybody go, okay, I'm better now and yeah. keep, running. So I would do this again. I think it was well-organized, well-attended. It's an amazing event. Don't do what I did. (laughs) Good call. Yeah. Good call. I agree. I I think that's one that we need to uh, maybe pencil in for next year because uh, the Jacksonville area is an amazing place to run. And it was amazing just in a few short weeks, how different the weather was for us. We went from, we went from cold, windy, rainy to sunny warm and humid i'd like to try this one again myself yeah so maybe next year it's a great race weekend we highly recommend it and jacksonville has an amazing food and beverage scene which we're about to talk about but before we go on what we want to do is say a special thank you to all of our patrons who support the show you've enabled us to improve our equipment and make the show even better heading into our unbelievable fifth anniversary. I can't believe that we're here. In just a few short weeks. If you're a patron, thank you. If not, and you want some bonus content like behind-the-scenes footage that'll give you a good laugh and more, (laughs) uh, check out patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast or tap the button at the top right of the Podbean app and you'll see the Uh, patronage levels right there in the Podbean app as well. Exact same levels, exact same perks and benefits. Our show will always be free, but if you want even more, come join us, check out the different levels and become a patron today. As always, thank you to everyone who supports the Runny Drink podcast. So food wise, I mentioned it. All, All races are fueled by carbs. And we found amazing carbs surprisingly and i say surprisingly only because at this time we were looking for vegan options yes and that's not to say that this restaurant only has vegan options they do vegan they do vegetarian they do it all they do all omnivorous they have traditional classic italian magic and a new twist on classic Italian favorites as well. Oh. And we're of course talking about the place that we mentioned at the top of the show, Prata Italia Yes, in Jacksonville. And yes. I cannot wait to go back. Yeah. Prata. I can't believe when I was researching different places that we hadn't been already and found this and found an extensive vegan menu, an extensive vegetarian menu, and an amazing food, just standard food and beverage menu. 
Yeah. And what I also loved about Prati Italia is the space. When you Beautiful. go there, they have an amazing indoor space. They've got, you know, great open seating with these big banquet booths. They've got a beautiful open kitchen so you can see what the chefs are doing. They've got a nice quiet side room, but then they've got this wonderful space upstairs. Oh yeah, they have they have space upstairs and that was hosting an event for the Mayo Clinic, I believe. Yes. Was it? Mhm. And, and then they have outdoor seating on oh, the water. Oh, beautiful. It really is. So beautiful. So you've got a fantastic setting. You've got a menu that is not to be believed whether Mm. you're ordering off of the regular menu or the vegan menu and we were fortunate enough to get a pretty killer meal it's extensive they have appetizers they have main entrees they have desserts even yeah for every type of diet and we not only were drooling over hours we were coveting the other food coming out to other tables we were fortunate enough to record Mm -hmm. right there in the restaurant so that you could hear it as it was happening take a listen to our meal at prati italia in jacksonville hey runcation nation we are coming to you from prati italia in jacksonville florida We needed a carb-loading meal ahead of the 2022 Gate River Run, the the national championship for 15K. Indeed. So there's a chance. I'm just saying. No. No, there's not. I think you need to level set. We're here to make the most of the race entry fee. True story. So... Nonetheless, we still needed a, a meal to, yes. to carb load. And you will run. This, we're better to do that than an Italian place. And we started with a pizza. Yes. And this is very unique. A vegan pizza with a cauliflower crust. And, but it's a, like, it's a fluffy crust. It's not flat. It's not yeah. like a flatbread. And it has butternut squash, broccolini, Calabrian chili crunch. And then you can get all sorts of add-ons if you want, like avocado, olives, artichoke, mushrooms, those kinds of things. This thing is beautiful and fresh looking, and it's covered with like what looks like watercress as a green. Yeah. And, oh, man. It looks really good. Diced vegetables, about a quarter inch dice on the veggies. The bread, or the... Cauliflower crust is really got a bready consistency. I really like this cauliflower crust and the vinaigrette that's on here. Or not? She didn't describe it as a vinaigrette. She said it's like a it's it's like a, a garlic aioli without the mayo. Without the mayo, and it is it's tart. It's got a nice garlicky flavor to it, and this Calabrian chili crisp or crunch is very similar to the chili crisp that they use at Nice Guys Pizza, or I'm sorry, Death by Taco 239, mm-hmm. right outside of Nice Guys Pizza back home. But the, the veggies are cooked perfectly. The flavors are just fantastic. This in no way feels like a compromised pizza. No. This I would order again, even if we weren't eating plant-based. What about you? I love, it's very much, I don't know, a Detroit-style pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. Like we have a chain uh, down our way called Jets Pizza, very similar to that. And this is fantastic. Yeah. So it's a thick crust, substantial toppings. They're winning on the vegan front as far as pizza goes. And the main course has arrived. Oh yeah. Our pasta dishes are here. Her pasta dishes here. I went with something pasta adjacent. You did? Yeah, I did. I ended up going with their risotto, and this is a mush mushroom risotto. Look beautiful. And it's packed with mushrooms. Absolutely packed. The mush, the risotto has a creamy consistency. I'm looking at it here. It's packed with these mushrooms. The mushrooms are grown locally, and it's topped with watercress, a little salt and pepper, and it looks like a drizzle of olive oil. Let's get a taste here. The the risotto's creamy. The mushrooms are cooked perfectly. There's a nice meaty texture to them and a wonderful, rich, earthy flavor. The little bit of watercress that's on top gives you a little bit of a herba herbaceous or a bit of brightness, like yeah. green, green brightness. And the little drizzle of extra virgin olive oil yeah. gives you almost a little fruitiness from the olive oil. This is absolutely fantastic here. Mm. I have to say the same about the pasta. Oh, do tell. Yeah. I got spaghetti, and it's the vegan seasonal pasta, and you can choose whether to get spaghetti, campanelli, rigatoni, butternut squash, garlic, and it's, it's got the olive oil also. Okay. So the butternut squash is firm. It's not a like a puree. It's cubed here, like very like a dice and it's topped with parsley and the broccolini is very thin. Mm. It looks beautiful. It's nice and colorful. The veggies are front and center. The parsley just picks up all the freshness and broccolini it is tender but not but it still has a chew. And the olive oil is that fruity note. I really like it. The portions are huge here too. Yeah. Yeah. So this is it's it's um, an al dente cook on the pasta. Okay. Mm. Now here's my question for you: Are you missing or are missing your red sauce, or feeling like you're you're you settled for something? No. And you can get this pasta with chef selection of vegetables. You can do. You mean even more vegetables? You could do a marinara with seasonal vegetables, not necessarily the butternut squash, or an arabiata sauce with more spice. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. So. That sounds interesting. I think that their pasta dish is huge, very flavorful, and it'll be a very filling dish ahead of this race. Okay. Prati Italia, absolutely knocking it out of the park with their take on these Italian dishes. Come and check them out the next time you're here in the Jacksonville or Jacksonville Beaches area. Let's talk drinks. Yes. The drink option that we went with tonight was something that just jumped out at us. It's really unique looking. 
This is their handmade Italian sodas. I love that. And these are very uh, artisanal, if you will. Yes. You got the Spin Doctor, which is uh, flavored with pear, clove, and cinnamon. Yes. And I got it for the flavors, but also for the name, because I grew up in the 80s and 90s. And Spin Doctors. Spin Doctors. Absolutely. Yeah. And it comes out here, it's garnished with fresh sprig oh. of mint. Mm. And Italian sodas, for, for most, if most people aren't aware, it's basically you have like a, a sparkling mineral water and yeah. then they add flavored syrups to it. Right. Everything here at Prati Italia is house made. Yes. Including their syrups, from what I understand. According so, to our server, Cassidy, and, and who is very knowledgeable about the menu. Yeah, she, right off the top of her head, every question we had, yeah. she was great. So this, I, it almost reminds me of an alcoholic beverage. It's not alcoholic in any way. Yeah, the appearance of yours is almost like a, a, a weak tea. It's got a little yeah. bit of a brown color to it. And this, this is... Mint. Mint? Yeah. But it's not... It's just when, a sprig of mint. When I think of mint, I think of a very strong mint flavor. But it's very subtle. And the, the pear, the carbonation is, I would say, not as strong as if you got a, a soda. Right. Or a Coke or pop, whatever we're calling them exactly. these days. <laughs> Whatever you prefer to call them, it's a it's a warming kind of flavor with the pear and the cinnamon. Mm. I really it reminds me of an old fashioned in our hometown at Nice Guys Pizza that we get um, during the winter months. Okay, that has pear flavor, so it's like the winter old fashioned thing. So I, I love this. And I can't wait to try the other one that Cassidy recommended. Yes. Well, I went with one called the Windy Peppercorn. And this is a combination of flavors including strawberry, peppercorn, and basil. And it's garnished with a sprig of rosemary when it comes out. Mine's got a little, like a light red color to it. And same thing, the carbonation is not super, super bubbly, yeah. but the peppercorn flavor is the is that fruitiness of a peppercorn, not the heat. So not super spicy. No, and you get a nice flavor of that strawberry and basil, and those are two flavors that play really nicely together anyway. So I just... But it's interesting that the garnish is not what the spice is or what the herb is. Yeah, just like yours. It's something that's meant to complement. Yeah. And uh, it does a nice job. So as you're drinking like this, that. you get a little a scent of the rosemary, and then you're getting those other flavors, like rosemary and basil. and the, It's, yeah. it's uh, very pleasant. So I am... A fan. They, I'm so happy that they have this option so that you can have something that's maybe non-alcoholic for a race. But still fancy. But still, yeah, you can join in the fun. Exactly. These would also be good if you have uh, younger children in the party. Yeah. If you're here, maybe they want to try something that's not a, uh, a corporate pre 
packaged Pepsi product, that type of thing. Sure. And um, maybe want to adventure out a little bit. These would be great. I think these would be very friendly to a kid's palate. Uh, Prati Italia is doing it right for their drink options. No, by the way, if you are wanting some adult options. They have fantastic local brews on tap. Uh They have bottled beer, uh, kind of running the gamut. They have canned beers. Classic cocktails. Classic, exactly. Classic cocktails and an extensive wine list. Mm -hmm. So you will not miss out on anything here at Pate Italia. Cassidy was amazing as a server and so knowledgeable. It was so great to have those Italian style handcrafted sodas mm-hmm. as options for beverages. It was. And the flavor combinations were just off the charts good. I've got to go back I know. And, and try more of them and also their cocktail menu. Their cocktail menu, I was very impressed with, and I was eyeballing plates as they were going to other tables. I know it. And I really want to try their lasagna. Oh, me too. Same. Their lasagna looks absolutely out of this world. People probably thought we were stocking them when we were looking over at their plates repeatedly. Oh, yeah. Between that and me me making the rounds in the restaurant to get photos for social media, which we'll have some photos in our social media feed this week, checking out what the chefs were doing, that they were checking the plates and making sure everything was perfect before it went out. Really, this was such a great find. You did a great job in in locating this place. And I think that anybody heading to the Jacksonville area, whether it's for a runcation or work or play whatever you need to get over to Prati Italia next week we head to a new destination it's the 50th running of the Shamrock Marathon in Virginia Beach and we were there and we try to improve our AK time from the Gasparilla Distance Classic in February as well as made up uh, meet up with fellow podcasters other runners from a variety of running groups that we are a part of on Facebook. And we can't wait to share it with you. So do us a favor until that episode drops. You've got some homework, folks. Leave <laughs> homework. us homework. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on iTunes if you're ever on a PC. Uh, that rating and review really helps us get discovered. It's all about the algorithm. And if we haven't gotten ratings and reviews uh, recently, then it's harder for people to discover us when they're searching for podcasts about running, eating, and drinking. So mm-hmm. do us a favor and help us out by doing that. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email 
at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.